Hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And this week I wanted to talk about some healthy habits for small business owners and entrepreneurs, just like you guys. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome back to yet another episode on the podcast. I, uh, I'm still working down towards episode 100, if you guys can believe that. We are actually almost there. This should be episode 85, if I've done my math correctly. So that's pretty exciting. Um, And yeah, for this week, given that we're still on sort of that sort of back to school, almost like New Year's vibe thing going on, I wanted to talk a little bit about building healthy habits as an entrepreneur, small business owner, someone who works for themselves and maybe has the tendency to work a little too much or not do the things that they should be doing. Yeah, one thing I really noticed is that a lot of us who do work in health, wellness, or fitness, we tend to kind of do a lot of do as I say, not as I do kind of stuff. I think I've even talked about this on the podcast before. What I mean by that might be clear, but just in case it's not clear... Well, yeah, you know, we do believe in the power of good health and having a fitness routine and, you know, building healthy habits. And we certainly tell our clients about those things. We think that they're really important, but when it comes down to it, we're not always practicing what we preach. We're getting lost in our busy days and we're kind of forgetting to do exactly the thing we're telling our clients to do. Uh, oops. (laughs) So... You know, and it's not for the lack of understanding. It's not like we don't get it. It's not like something has lost in translation and like we're telling it to our clients, but we don't understand why it's important for ourselves. We do. We know why eating healthy. We know why getting exercise. We know why having downtime and meditating, doing self-care, reading a book just for a little bit, just to have some, you know, some chill time, all that stuff. We know why it's important to do those kinds of things. We just don't always get to it. That's kind of what the issue is. Because, you know, like other people, like our clients, like the people we we know in the world, we get caught up in our busy day-to-day, especially if we live in, in large cities. I'm not saying this doesn't happen in small towns, but I will tell you, I have lived in places as small as like a few thousand people, and I've lived in places as large as Toronto. And I don't know what Toronto's current population is, but it's, you know, several million. So... I've lived in places that are across the gamut in terms of population. And I will tell you, Toronto's pace is very, very different from anywhere else that I've lived. So that's a little bit of an aside. But if you also live in a large city, you may be particularly prey to this because it's just the vibe of a large city a lot of the time. Sort of the work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle kind of vibe. And you know, we're not about that around here. But yeah, it seems like everyone these days, whether you do live in a small town or a large city or whatever, it seems like everyone's got that 10 mile long list. And there's lots of things competing for our attention. And again, especially if we live in larger areas, whether it's work stuff, family stuff, plans with friends, a volunteer job we do, or just like living life, like cleaning the house and doing the laundry, that stuff's got to get done too. 
So yeah, lots of stuff to do. So we tend to put aside the healthy habits that we know we should be doing and we don't take care of ourselves and we put ourselves last on the list, even though we know darn well we should not do that. So on today's podcast, I just wanted to give you all some food for thought about that, some some healthy habit building ideas for you that might sort of strike a spark and get you to kind of go, okay, you know, maybe I should be thinking more about these things. And my first bit of food for thought is this for you guys. It's to plan your work around your life, not the other way around. Because see, as small business owners or entrepreneurs or clinic owners or just insert your uh, the way you think about yourself in there, but it's, it's all the same idea. We tend to think about work first, right? That's, that's just what we're kind of ingrained to do. If you're building a business, you have to work hard. And, you know, guess what? Like the business is how you're making money to put food on the table and pay your bills and just like live your life. But what often, what often ends up happening is we pull out our schedules and we block in all the work-related stuff first And then we try to squeeze in some of our life stuff around it, you know, the personal stuff, the hanging out with friends or grabbing a coffee. And sometimes like there's just no time for that because we filled it all up with the work stuff. So what I strongly recommend you do starting right away as quick as you can is turn the idea on its head and plan your life stuff out first. Now, that obviously doesn't mean take your scheduler and just like put, you know, day off and then spa day and then day for coffee with my girlfriends and then day for dinner with my partner and then day with the kids. Like, obviously, no, I'm not saying that. That's ridiculous. But what I am saying is you should think about when you're going to go to the gym or book that medical appointment you've been putting off forever or meal prep or do a little meditation like whatever it is that you need to schedule into your week and put that into the schedule first. Again, you know, being reasonable. I'm not saying book it over work. I'm just saying put it in the schedule first. Then schedule in the work stuff that isn't the actual like booked appointments with clients. Those obviously have to stay in their positions. So for the vast majority of us, if we do that, if we, if we look at the life stuff first and then put in the extra work stuff, We find that, oh, yeah, you know what? I actually can make time to like, you know, do a quick uh, half hour or 45 minute coffee with my girlfriend who works across the street and I haven't caught up with her forever. Or, yeah, you know, I do have time to do a little meditation in between clients or, you know, I thought I didn't have time for meal prep, but turns out I do, you know, just stuff like that. So the vast majority of us find that it does work as long as we make it work, as long as we think about the life stuff first and not second. Now, Like I just said, there is the caveat. If you have specific booked hours with clients or you have to be somewhere at specific times, whether it's a volunteer responsibility or you have to pick up kids from activities or you have, you know, another booked appointment of some kind, a personal thing, you're going to a friend's event and that's already in your calendar. Like, obviously, you don't move those things around. I'm just talking about all the open space Instead of using that open space and booking in a bunch of other work stuff, like, oh, I have to run to the bank, and oh, I have to also pick up the linens from the place I buy them from, and oh, I also forgot that I needed to go to the uh, copy place to get a bunch of photocopies of this thing, and oh, I forgot I needed to get that report to the lawyer's office, da 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 Instead of going to those extra items, they got to get done, don't get me wrong. Instead of going to those items first, go to the personal life items first. 
Go to the things that are important for you to be at your healthiest and be your best and schedule those in. Then squeeze the work stuff around it and you're going to find that you actually can make time for both most of the time. I'm, I get that there are weeks that it just isn't going to happen. That happens sometimes, especially d- during the holiday period for those of you who are like massage therapists or physios, like people who are um, regulated health professions in certain provinces where people like to quote unquote use up their insurance at the end of the year. I'm not going to get into why that's a good or bad idea. It's kind of controversial. But anyway, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't ignore your commitments. Just make time for the stuff that's important and then think about where you can fit in the things that don't have to be in a specific time slot. That's all I'm saying. And my second bit of advice is actually super related to this idea, and that's take a few minutes to plan the day first thing in the morning. So what I was talking about a second ago was more like the high-level planning, like planning out the week or planning out a month, like depends what kind, what kind of planner you are. Um, this I'm talking about specifically sitting down at the beginning of the day as early as possible and thinking about what you're going to do that day. You know, maybe for you, like doing it first thing when you get up is completely unrealistic. Like maybe you've got family obligations, personal obligations, or just you've al- you're already really good about always going to the gym first thing in the morning or whatever it might be. So maybe like first thing in the morning doesn't work, but try to do it as early as possible. You know, like before you really get sort of neck deep into your work, just take a short bit of time to plan out the day. And the reason why I'm saying that is this. So most of us put our high level to do's in our day planner, like the appointments and, you know, the stuff and the deadlines and stuff. And we don't look at all the other little things that we also need to get done in a day. Like, here's where I'm going to eat my lunch. Here's where I'm making a small bit of time to reply to those client emails that have been weighing on me because I haven't done it in a few days. Um, You know, here's where I'm going to take a stretch break. Here's where I'm finally going to reply to that message from a friend who, you know, she texted me two days ago and I just haven't had time. Here's where I'm going to take a nap because by golly, I am so freaking tired right now. I just need like a five minute cat nap. All that kind of stuff, you know, it isn't usually helpful to schedule those things out way in advance. I mean, maybe lunch. If you're good about um, being pretty strict with your schedule, maybe you can book in a lunch every day at the same time. Like maybe you can build that into your schedule. But if you're not that type of person, at least at the beginning of the day, think about, you know, when am I going to eat? When am I going to find time to, like I said, return messages? When am I going to find time to do all those little things that need to get done during the day? Because honestly, if you're really busy, or especially if you're really busy, if you don't schedule them in, they're not going to get done. Be realistic about that, you know? And and then later on, you're going to say, well, I didn't have time. Well, guess what? You probably did have time. And if you just had the healthy habit to schedule the stuff in, it would get done. And then and then honestly, like it'd be a weight off you and you'd feel a whole lot better. So that's a good thing, right? And the other thing I kind of want to emphasize about that before I move on is like, I'm not talking about taking like an hour out of your day to schedule your day. No, I'm talking about like 10 minutes, maybe less, depends on how quick you are. Like just go, well, okay, lunch is here. This is here. This is here. Okay, done. You know, it doesn't take a long time and it's such just a nice thing to do, you know? So Moving on, let's talk about my third bit of food for thought, and it's also related, and it's the power of saying no. 
So I think sometimes as business owners, we kind of get it into our heads that we have to accept all opportunities that come our way. And we kind of always have to say yes when it comes to our business, if it's going to be something that could potentially earn us income or um, bring clients our way or sort of free advertising, any of that kind of stuff, right? But we don't have to say yes every time. I promise you don't. So every time someone offers you something, like it's the chance to attend an event or give a talk or put your business cards into this health promotion package that's going out in advance of the holidays or do a treatment you don't normally do, but they're willing to pay you well for it or whatever, pause a second, you know? If, if, you're, if you don't immediately say no, which is fine, by the way, you can do that. If, you're, if your gut is to tell you to say yes, just pause, just pause for just a quick second. Check in with yourself. Say, you know, is this actually the right move for me and the direction I want to take my business and the things that are important to me? You know, and if it doesn't align with that, or if you just honestly do not have time right now, like I said, you know, it's getting close to the holidays and you're really busy or you've got a bunch of stuff going on with your kids that week. Like maybe it's back to school time like it is as I'm re- recording this and you really don't have time for that. That's that's OK, too. You don't have to say yes. You can say no. It is totally, totally fine to say no if it's not something that makes sense for you in that moment or at all. Now, if it's, I will say this, if it's something that doesn't make sense to you in that moment, but you would be very flattered to, you know, and excited to do something like that in the future, not just flattered, but actually excited, like you think it would align well with the direction you want to take your business, totally. Like tell them that. Say, I'm so sorry, I'm not available at that time, but I would absolutely love it if you contacted me again about this kind of thing. And you know what? Chances are good that they will. And if they don't, that's okay. It just means that it wasn't the opportunity for you. What's the big deal, right? But at least you're putting the word out there that you are interested. And speaking of saying no, do you guys have a tendency to think you have to do everything yourself? Are you guilty of this? Because I kind of am. (laughs) So I'm speaking from personal experience here. And I had to kind of learn how not to be that way. And I'm still learning. But anyway, when it comes to DIY, um, do you have a tendency to just do it all yourself? Like your business cards, your website, your social media, answer the phone, replying to emails, seeing your clients. Uh, Plus, of course, you have all the other things going on in your life that you have to do. The groceries, the cooking, the cleaning. If you got kids, helping your kids. If you have a partner, helping your partner, helping your family, helping your friends, and basically being some sort of superhuman person who can just get it all done and it's all perfect and well and fine, right? Yeah, except it's not, right? We all know that. We all know that if we're honest with ourselves, we can't do it all. We just wish we could do it all. So we have to learn to delegate, and that includes me too. And obviously, you know, it has to be when it's appropriate. Like, obviously, you can't delegate seeing clients to somebody else unless you're actually bringing somebody else into your business to see some of the clients. That's a different thing. But I'm not talking about, say, like, if you are a one-person physiotherapy clinic and suddenly you start delegating to, like, somebody down the street to see all the clients. Like, like, what? how would that be logical at all? (laughs) Or you delegate to your assistant who isn't even a physio at all. Like, obviously, that's not what I'm talking about. That would be bizarre. No, no, no. I'm talking about things that are logical to delegate. For example... 
asking friends for a little help with your website or, you know, like within reason, obviously, you don't want to sort of cringe on people's time, but just just a few minutes of their time kind of thing, you know, and if they're willing to do it, that's really awesome. And that's really great. Or asking your partner if they can take on a little bit more of the housework or other things that you normally do because you're super swamped right now. Or starting to get your kids more involved. Say you haven't been super awesome about that. You know, I'm not a parent, so I'm not talking about parenting here. I want to be very careful about that. But I'm just saying, if you haven't been the type to kind of get your kids involved in like helping out around the house, maybe now's a good time to try and start with just a little bit of that. Because, you know, every little bit helps. And, you know, um, one of the things you're going to find is there's first, there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking for help. That's that's like a big take home, really important message here. But the other really awesome thing you're probably going to find is that chances are really high somebody's going to step in and help you out if you just ask, right? So this is another huge healthy habit. You know, it's finding balance in your life for us entrepreneur types is the ability to, uh, to delegate because boy, it is so tempting to not delegate anything because you want to have full control and you also you think you're supposed to do it all. And that's just not realistic or healthy. Okay. So on a related note, this is another topic. Have you ever said to yourself, self, you know, I would delegate some of my tasks, but uh, my desk or my planner or my house or whatever we're thinking about here is a hot mess and there's no way in hell I am inviting anyone into that space. So that's not happening. (laughs) Guess what, guys? A lot of us have been there. So here's another bit of food for thought and a huge healthy habit, and that's learning to get organized and stay organized. So not only is it going to save you a lot of time, you know, like you're not no longer going to spend 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes searching for that thing that you could have sworn you put over there and is not there. And then where did you put it? Oh, it's over in that pile by the door that you haven't sorted. Ah, oops. But it's also going to save you headaches when it comes to actually asking for help. You know, and it doesn't have to be something huge and stressful, by the way. Like, I'm not I'm not proposing that you go from being somebody who's completely disorganized to snapping your fingers and becoming like the queen or king or whatever you term you prefer of organizing. Right. Nobody's nobody's expecting that. That's ridiculous. But so if you aren't a organized person by nature, just start small, you know, Um for example, start with just keeping your desk tidy. Don't worry about anything. I mean, I'm not saying make it make it worse, but I'm just saying try not to think about the rest of it. Just focus on getting your desk tidy or focus on getting your uh, calendar. Say you use an online calendar for planning and it just looks like a, a mess all the time. You know, clean that up. Make it more clear so that when other people look at it, they can kind of tell what's going on in case you want to ask for somebody for some help. You, say you want to hire a virtual assistant, you know, or just... Take that one corner of your office that has those piles of supplies that you haven't put away in months and go, okay, I'm just going to organize this and only this for now. And you're going to find as you're doing just these little bits and pieces that suddenly it becomes easier and easier to get organized and stay organized as long as you make a little bit of time for it. It doesn't have to be a ton of time. You can just say like, I'm just going to do 10 minutes every day this week and see where I'm at. And and actually 10 like concentrated minutes, not 10 minutes where you spend like eight of the minutes like checking your messages and then two minutes actually doing the task. No, no, no. I'm talking about an actual 10 minutes where you're fully doing the task. You know, I can say from personal experience about this kind of stuff, just starting it is a huge help. 
And over time, like my, my I, I'm just going to put it out there. I am not naturally a super organized person when it comes to sort of my environment. I'm good at being organized in terms of being where I need to be when I said I would be and organizing client projects and organizing my time most of the time. Sometimes I struggle with it. I think we all do. Um, certainly I have trouble asking for help, which I've already mentioned, but you know, I'm not, I'm not like all that awesome at keeping my house super, super clean. I'm not, I'm not saying it's in complete disarray, but you know, it certainly doesn't look like it belongs in the pages of a magazine. Let me tell you that. Not at all. Not even close, but I have been working over the last little while to just put in some healthy habits so that things get tidied more often, things get clean more often, just bit by bit by bit, nothing huge. And I found over time it actually gets easier as I do it more. And I, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to find the same. So there's another tip for you is if, if you find yourself sort of a disorganized person and that just makes it harder for you to get everything done and take some personal time, just try to get organized. Just start something small and let it grow from there. And like I said, no one's expecting you to become some sort of superhuman, perfect, organized person with their with their office in like some magazine featuring the most beautiful organized offices in Canada. Like nobody's nobody's expecting that. You know, I'm talking about like basic levels of organization, not Olympic levels of organization here, people. So 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 don't like go ah when you hear that. Like seriously, it's totally achievable. And last, before I go off on yet another tangent as I am prone to doing. Let's talk about one more food for thought thing. And this is about thinking about the small stuff. And I don't mean like sweating the small stuff as the saying goes. I mean, think about what small, simple things you can do to help make your life easier and make more time for self-care and healthy habits. Because these small things in and of themselves are really healthy habits for those of us, like everyone, not even just the self-employed people, like everybody. So for example, do you buy your lunch every day at a restaurant or like, you know, fast food place or whatever? Well, what if you try packing your lunch just like one or two days a week so that you're having a healthier option and you're more likely to eat healthy food? Or what if you tried bringing a nice size water bottle to your office? Um, I love my swell bottle, by the way. Um, That's one recommendation. I got mine on sale and like they're on sale all the time. As long as you're not super, super picky about the pattern on it, you can find one for cheap pretty easy. And yeah, what if you kept refilling that with water instead of going back for more coffees throughout the day, if you have a habit of that. Now, you know, you guys know I love my coffee. At least you probably do if you've been following me on Instagram or listening to the podcast for any length of time. But I will say on the days where I just have like one cup and then I tend to go back and have like some water or something else healthy instead of constantly getting more coffee it does feel a lot better. So this is this is a small, it's super small. It's not that big a deal. Just buying a water bottle and making sure you refill it. That's really all you need to do. But it can really help a lot actually in like making you feel better and just making your day go a lot better so you're not quite so hepped up on caffeine, so to speak. Or here's another example of a small thing you can do. So instead of surfing Facebook between clients, because we all tend to do that, or Instagram or YouTube or like whatever, like time waster, What if you took 10 minutes to do a little meditation or read like something from an uplifting book or just something like that? Something that would clear your head a little and give you some sort of positive feeling and help you focus on when the next client comes in, right? So I'm not saying you can never surf Facebook between clients. I'm just saying try to do that way less often and try to do other healthy things in between clients instead. 
Because yeah, all those really small things, they add up, believe it or not. And they can really contribute to making your day feel so much better, trust me. Um, so even if you feel like you can't give any of the other healthy habit ideas a try, and I'm gonna summarize them again in a second for you in case you, I don't know, in case you fell asleep while you were listening to this, I hope not. I don't think my voice is that nice that you would fall asleep to it. But yeah, you know, um, even if you can't do any of the other ideas, they just feel kind of overwhelming. Just try this one. I, you know, it's such a small thing, like buying a water bottle or trying to bring your lunch even just one day a week, you know, um, bring a healthy snack with you and keep healthy snacks in your desk instead of running to the corner store all the time. Like I used to do that a lot, you know, full disclosure. When I worked downtown, I used to run to the corner store a lot for snacks and that wasn't the healthiest thing in the world, let me tell you. It's not like the corner, well, some corner stores do, but most corner stores in Canada, at least, are not selling like, you know, veggie sticks and, and hummus or something. Most of them are selling junk food. So that was not the healthiest habit I ever had, let me tell you. So that's it. That's my food for thought ideas list for you guys for this week on how to build healthier habits, just things to think about as a small biz entrepreneur type, how to make your day a little bit better, how to make yourself just sort of feel a bit better, um, and also sort of practice what you preach instead of not doing what you what you're recommending to your clients because I'm sure all these sorts of things are things that you've recommended to clients sort of depending on what you do of course but um you know we all recommend to our clients to find time at least any of us in sort of health or wellness or fitness tend to make these kinds of recommendations like think about you know just healthy habits think about making time for stretching think about making time for going for a walk or for fitness or make time for um, just a little self-care all that kind of stuff those are recommendations that are super common for people in the health wellness and fitness professions to be making to their clients so shouldn't you be doing it for yourself so again, the ones that I went over today were number one, plan your life first, not your work first. Number two, take a moment each morning to plan your day out and then schedule in like good stuff like a lunch break or, you know, some time to stretch or any of those kinds of things. Number three is learning the power of saying no. You do not have to say yes to every opportunity that comes your way and that will definitely decrease your stress level and help you take better care of yourself and your business. Number four is delegate, delegate, delegate when you can and when it is reasonable to do so and not just business stuff, but also home, like personal life stuff when it's appropriate to do so. Number five is get yourself organized and it doesn't have to be large. You can start with small things and let it grow from there. And number six is do small things to help yourself because they really add up like grabbing a water bottle or bringing a healthy snack to work instead of, you know, going out and getting junk food. So yeah, that's it. I hope you guys are all doing well and I will be back with you guys again with another episode very soon. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that, I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, by the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, click on ratings and reviews, and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. 
Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my web- website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.